Good morning. Valentine's Day had to scare on my life, but I'll get to that in a minute. It is 9.07. Jennifer Bukowski at 10.30. Florida rapper killed pregnant girlfriend with her toddler's son in the car just three days after he was acquitted of double murder. Uh, then uh, wife of California doctor who tried to kill his family by driving a Tesla off a 250-foot devil's slide cliff doesn't want him to face charges. Uh, is the FBI targeting traditional Catholics? Uh, Georgia judge releases parts of the report on Trump's effort to overturn the election. That is just the tip of the iceberg for Jennifer. Like I said, she will be here at 1030. In the meantime, it is Valentine's Day. Brian, thank you for the gift. I didn't even know that Decon made uh, a Valentine's gift. Yeah, they do. Uh-huh. It's a convenient uh, little box that you can open up and... You say uh, I should sprinkle it on my salad? Yeah, yeah it's, it, it'll be fine. <laughs> or you can just, uh, you know, if you get hungry during the show, just pop it in your mouth. Some. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I, Anything I just, else I can help you with, <laughs> let me know. Yeah, next next you'll be going to Steve's Pest Control. <laughs> That's where I got it. <laughs> yeah, I got this pest I work with. I got my wife uh, a flower, one of those uh, uh, vases, and it came with a helium-filled balloon. I brought it outside, and uh, the Air Force shot it down. It scared the hell out of me. <laughs> I asked the wife what she wanted for Valentine's Day, and she said... Well, I have you, so I don't need anything else. Oh, boy. You know, you've got this facial tell when you're lying. <laughs> you're in deep doo-doo, I'm telling you. I, got, I, got, I did get Gwent a, a, a bouquet of flowers in a vase. And, of course, the cat loves the flowers. <laughs> he does. She's screaming at that cat constantly. Going, no, no, leave it alone. Don't touch it. Oh Lord! Uh, all right, so we got a lot of uh, a lot of ground to cover today. In addition to those topics we started with, <laughs> uh, Missouri lawmakers are going after insurance policies that penalize patients who use drug coupons. We'll get to that a little later on, and then uh, for uh, Columbia residents, a uh, school board meeting had a rather uh, exciting uh, gathering yesterday. We'll get to that, but first. Story is um, out of CNBC. As Social Security's full retirement age moves to 67, some experts say it shouldn't go higher. More than one million people recently took to the streets in France to protest an increase in their standard retirement age. I don't know if you saw that or not, but these they're they're still in their prime. Uh, but. Uh, that's what happens when the government runs your retirement program. Here in the United States, uh, there is a battle brewing in Washington. The full retirement age for Social Security when workers are eligible for 100% of the benefits they've earned is going uh, to 67. Eligibility for health care coverage under Medicare currently starts at 65. And as as both programs face funding shortfalls, writes CNBC, one Republican proposal has suggested pushing those ages higher. The uh, Republican Study Committee budget put forward uh, by House leaders called for Social Security's full retirement age to gradually go up until it has increased by three years. Based on their proposal, 
If you were born in 1978 or later, uh, you would have full retirement at the age of 70. The changes wouldn't apply to current Social Security beneficiaries or people age 55 and over, according to the plan that was proposed last year. So I'm curious, what do you think about raising the retirement age to 70? Well, I will tell you this. It will increase the national debt. There's, there's, no, there's no getting around that. It will increase the national debt. But when you look at, you know, statistically at Social Security, when it was supposed to kick in, when under the uh, Democrats and Roosevelt, when it kicked in, most people were at the age where they normally die. So, um, you know, let's kick Social Security up so you can't get it until you reach the age that statistically, the you know, the average person dies. I bet the Democrats would hate that. And yet that's what they proposed. That's what they passed. They created this monster. Retirement at full retirement at age 70. What do you think? 874-9390-800-529-5572. Social Security is a very simple problem. It's money coming in and money going out in benefits. According to the director for the Center of Retirement Research in Boston, there are two ways to fix it. You can have less money go out or more money come in. Importantly, there is no third way to do this. Uh, like raising the retirement age doesn't fix it. Increasing the retirement age is a benefit cut. I've been telling you for years this is a problem. And now they're trying to deal with it, and I know they're going to get hit. They're going to be attacked by the Democrats. Social Security amendments signed in 1983 ushered in today's phased transition to a full retirement age of 67. Initial eligibility age for retirement benefits is still 62, but as the full retirement age goes up, those who claim Social Security at the earliest age face greater benefit reductions. Well, what do you think? How about it? Raising the retirement age to 70. Does that sound like a good idea? Are you, you know, amenable to that change? What that means is you'll keep working, you'll keep paying into the system, so they'll keep getting money until you're 70. Now, right now, Brian, if I'm not mistaken, the way this thing works, you could take your eligibility earlier on uh, in your 60s, but if you want the biggest check, you got to wait till you're 70. Yeah, collect. that's what they're gambling on, isn't it? Isn't it, though? Yep. They're gambling that you'll die. How about, the, how about this idea? Give everyone back what they contributed and let them completely out of the system and let them have their own money back. Oh, we, we, God, I got to keep explaining this stuff to you, Brian. You can't. <laughs> no, you can't. No, you can't do that. Even if we had the liquidity to do that. But, but you said work. yourself that it was unfixable. So that's, that's true. But we're, what you're we're suggesting just money into something that's going to f eventually fail anyway. Well, what you're suggesting 
means that you are going to take ordinary people and trust them with their own money. Oh, uh, that's right. What was I thinking? Yeah, they can't uh, do that on their own because, because they're, they're too stupid. stupid. Yes. So we have to have this government program. Uh, raising the retirement age uh, the first time was a big failure, says Teresa Garaducci, a labor economist and professor uh, at the New School. In 1983, adoption of the 401k plans had just started. There was hope that these accounts could replace defined benefit plans uh, and uh, support half the workforce not covered by retirement plan. Here's the, here's the problem. You can't give up 12 or 13% of your income to Social Security, pay all your bills and all the other taxes, and still have a lot of money left over to retire on, to invest it 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 it, uh, it would be a, quite a challenge for the average person. So it it's not working quite the way they wanted. What a shock! Yeah, who who'd have thunk it? The government came up with a plan and it didn't work out right. <laughs> uh, so this is the big battle in Washington. I know what the Democrats are going to do. They're going to say, "See, I told you that the Republicans want to cut Social Security." They're going to use that as a, as a cudgel to beat Republicans up. Biden can't wait to distort this proposal. And don't get me wrong. He already not, has during the State of the Union. Well, not this proposal. No, but uh, he basically yeah, but, said that Republicans yeah. want to get rid of Social Security. Right. He's, he'll point, he's laying the groundwork. He'll point to this and say, see, I told you. Um. I don't know what it takes to wake people up. I, I really don't. Uh, but we got to get the government out of the retirement business because they don't have a clue uh, what they're doing. Uh, scare of your life? What? Gwen was a pregnancy scare? No, Jason. Uh, <laughs> that was not the problem. I only wish. Uh, I was born in 1985. Please just take the money I've already paid in and keep it and stop making me pay more. Let me be in control of my retirement. Dave, that's uh, not possible. Yeah, you're too stupid. No, we don't think you're smart enough to do this on your own. And besides, you know, there's a chance the marketplace could take a dip. Of course, there's a guarantee that Social Security will, but anyway... Uh, Mary, this is horrible. Anything above 65 is insane. Instead of me having to put money in, then let me invest it. <laughs> she is another, another uh, one. What is just, going on? The people are not, not getting uh -uh. No. Mary, we can't trust you with your own money. You're too stupid. Oh, yeah. If, if you could open your mind up and, and picture what would happen... And don't get me wrong, I'm not in favor of the government doing this, but it would be better than what we've got. What if the government said, we're taking 13% of your income and you can put it wherever you choose. You just can't spend it. There would be some downsides to that, not to mention the government shouldn't have that authority. But imagine that they did that and you invested in your own retirement, that 13% from the day you took your first job. Based on the history of the marketplace, by the time you retired, you'd probably be somewhere in the neighborhood of a million plus 
in investments, which would be plenty to retire on. And, and for most people, it would be considerably better than that. And then you live off that interest. And when you depart this veil of tears, you leave that money to your progeny. You divide it up however you see fit to your children. Can the government get a cut of that before no, they... No, no, um, no. This is retirement oh, money. Oh, we need to pass a law that, you know, the government gets a, a cut, like a debt tax, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> but what happens is your kids, they'll use that money toward their retirement, plus what they add to it. By the time they get to retirement age or when they want to retire, they'll be much younger and able to really enjoy life. And do the same thing for their children. And then we'll have all of these senior citizens consuming like they're still making a full income. Living off their investments. And then we'd have to have labor. Somebody would have to work because people would be retiring at an earlier age. And that would give... Low-skilled workers and others an opportunity to, to get a good job. Wow. It's amazing what could happen if the government got out of this. Uh, retirement at age 70. Let me get Jerry in uh, Columbia. Jerry, good morning. How are you? I'm well, Gary. I just wanted to, first of all, say you were totally right about the schooling. 23 schools, public schools in Baltimore, were tested not one student was proficient in math. Get your kids out of public schools. As far as the uh, Social Security goes, it's always been a Ponzi scheme, and now it's reached its end. Nobody wants to admit to it, but they all know it. <laughs> You're exactly right. By the way, I do have that story on my list this morning about the Baltimore schools. I don't care how much money you throw at a government school, they'll waste it. Uh, all right, Jerry, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, Julie, listen to this, Brian. They are, these people are just not getting it. <laughs> I would love my money back. No, I paid no, no, in. No. Oh, and I got more. Oh, brother. You people are just not getting it. You're too stupid to handle your own money. You need Uncle Sugar. Yeah, you need the Democrats. Chuck Schumer to handle your money for you. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. You're not getting it, people. <laughs> you just you're not you're not connecting here. They're still it's, coming in, huh? Oh yeah, it's uh, 25 minutes after nine o'clock, and we're talking about Social Security. Republicans are saying let's raise the age to 70. Democrats are screaming that won't help. Uh, so I'm sure the Democrats are going to want to just throw more money at it, but they can't they can't throw exactly the amount of money that's needed. You can't say, well, this year we need you know this month we need. Uh, uh, $2 billion to pay out to Social Security recipients. So give us $2 billion uh, out of your pay, collectively, of course. They can't do that. They have to just take a set amount. And when they do that, they have to take in more money than they need to send out. They have to guarantee they got to go above it so they know they have enough money to pay out. But then they have no place to store the money, so they give it to the Treasury and they spend it, which is why we're in trouble now. James says, if any private entity tried to run a retirement program like the government, uh, like the government runs Social Security plan, everybody involved would go to jail. It is a textbook example of a pyramid scheme. 
I want the money they have stolen from me returned so I can invest it as I see fit. I promise I will never take another dime of government assistance if they just let me keep what is mine. So again, uh, James <laughs> doesn't get it. And here's the real problem. If they start letting people out of the system, then th those people won't be paying into the system, and then the people who remain on the system are going to be in trouble at a much higher rate, much faster. Eventually, the whole thing is going to result in people getting the lousiest return you can imagine. It's like one or two workers for every, I don't know, 10 or 15 retirees. Uh, that's the ratio coming up in just a couple of years. It used to be the opposite. You'd have 10 or 15 workers to support a, a one retiree. Now it's gone the other way. Well, that's going to be a bit of a problem. Uh, that's why I've been encouraging Brian to get his kids to work extra shifts <laughs> so that, you know, they can pay for my retirement. All right, let's see if Carol gets it. Gary, you were talking about St. Valentine uh, gifts. I want to add to that conversation. Hubby and I have been married for 62 years. How do you get married at the age of four? I, I don't understand. <laughs> uh, we don't want gifts, but for the last five years, I've given him the same Valentine card, and he doesn't realize that. When we get old, <laughs> our memory fades. <laughs> All right, so I have this reputation uh, with my closest family and friends about being uh, somewhat cheap, which, of course, is true. <laughs> so when I go out looking for a card, I, I, for instance, uh, I went out and bought Christmas cards after Christmas. And then I just scratch out Merry Christmas and said Happy Valentine's Day and gave it to Gwen. <laughs> it was just an old Christmas card. I make mine. Oh, do you? Yes. <laughs> Oh, you are a cheap so-and-so. <laughs> Done on an 8 by 10 sheet of regular paper. Printed off your computer. You do use the printer ink, oh, don't no, you? Oh, no, I use crayon. Crayon and a magic marker. <laughs> oh, it's God. more personal that way, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the effort and time. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, get your kids out of government schools. Uh, report 23 Baltimore schools had zero students proficient in math. How do you? How do you do that? I mean, if, if you set out to to not, I mean, you'd, I, I, I don't, it's, it's amazing. Um, this, Jonathan Turley wrote a piece about this. Baltimore public education system, an example of where billions of dollars have been spent on a system that continues to have appalling scores and standards. Recent data now offers another chilling statistic. 41% of students uh, in the Baltimore system have a 1.0 GPA or less. Oh, man. Government schools, got to love them. All right, uh, we'll kind of kick that around a little bit. We also got our inflation report. It's not as good as some had hoped. I will share that data with you uh, next. Then uh, Jennifer Bukowski at 1030, all kinds of criminal cases, and she is a criminal defense attorney. That we'll chat about on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show.
rearrange your life and find a way to get your kids out of government schools. It's 9.35. Uh, Jonathan Turley uh, has been discussing this, uh, and I just shared uh, some of the information. Recent data uh, now offers a chilling statistic. 41% of students in the Baltimore system have a 1.0 grade point average. That is a D. That's a D. That's almost half the kids. We also discussed how high school uh, student almost graduated near the top half of his class after failing every class but three in four years. He had a .13 GPA. This is a kid who almost graduated near the top half of his class. What the hell are they doing? The top spending public school districts are some of the worst performing districts. New York topped the per capita spending at $24,040 per kid. Washington, D.C., right behind with $22,759. Baltimore often ranked in the top three per capita spending districts. The total budget for Baltimore public schools, roughly $1.2 billion. This is with a city that has a population, total population, of 600,000. So you got to figure at least half of those are adults and, and people out of school. How, how much? How, how much? The school population is 84,000. Get this, $1.2 billion for 84,000 kids. Yeah, but give those unions more money. Faced with school boards and teachers unions resisting parental objections to school policies over curriculum and social issues, states are on the brink of a transformative change. Uh, for years, boards and teachers unions have treated parents as unwelcome interlopers. A uh, comment from uh, the Iowa board member, uh, school board member Rachel Wall, who said, quote, the purpose of public education is not to teach kids what their parents want. It's to teach them what society needs them to know. The client is not the parent. It's the community. That's the problem here. Uh, Lee Snodgrass, a Democrat uh, from Wisconsin, said if parents want to have a say in their children's education, they should homeschool or pay for private tuition out of their family budget. That, ladies and gentlemen, in a nutshell, and it is a nutshell, is why you need to get your kids out of government schools. What an abysmal waste of money. Now, speaking of schools in Iowa, they've got a bill that would open schools and public libraries to lawsuits for allowing minors to obtain books, films, and other media that depict sexual contact deemed content deemed offensive. So what they're doing is they're trying to put a Band-Aid on a problem that requires amputation. We do this with prayer in school, uh, reading materials, uh, what they're teaching about sex, what they're teaching about global warming. We want to stop all that. The 1619 Project. We want to keep the system going, but we want to stop them from doing these things. That's putting a Band-Aid on everything, and it, it's not working. 
What you really need to do is amputate. You need to get rid of the government schools in their entirety. That's the only solution. Otherwise, they'll just, you'll never be able to stop them. In a private school, you can stop them. You have some say-so. If you homeschool, you have complete control. And since when does the government have the right to tell your children or you how to educate your kids? That is completely out of bounds. Well, they have to. We talked about this, Gary. Oh, because you're you are too, too stupid. stupid. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you know, and I said this on the air a couple of weeks ago, I pointed this out. Part of the push for public schools was from the Ku Klux Klan. They're the ones who championed nationwide government-run public schools, government schools. They did it because they hated the Catholics. They hated the Catholics, and kids were going to Catholic schools, and they wanted to stop it. It's amazing how many rules and laws that the left seemed to embrace that had their origins in racism. Gun control, that was started because of racism. Government schools, I mean, it's, you just, you got to wake up and smell the coffee. Government schools need to go away. And they only go away when parents start taking their kids out. Roy, good morning. How are you? I thought I was doing all right. You may have just got me a little bit upset. If the client of the public school system is the community, then we're taxing the wrong people. (laughs) Have the city of Columbia pay the tax for the schools that are in Columbia. Yeah. You you think that'll happen? I think it'll happen. No. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, it it isn't going to happen. This is the Valley of the Shadow, is it not? Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you, Roy. Glad Mm -hmm. to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. I hate to keep ringing that same bell, but, boy, you just got to wake up and smell the coffee here. Uh, Mary says, I have a a better idea. Maybe we should have Pelosi's husband invest our money, since he has seemed to have done such a great job increasing their wealth on the stock market. The government needs to get out of retirement and let us decide on our own individual uh, faith for retirement and retirement data, uh, retirement date. Um, yeah, Mary, you, you seem to have somehow managed to, once again to forget you're too stupid. You can't do these things. Absolutely don't have the wherewithal. Only the government can do this. Amazing. And is only driven up. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. That isn't supposed to happen. There we go. I stopped it. Uh, all right. It, inflation. Uh, the annual inflation slowed to 6.4%. Federal government wants, or the Federal Reserve wants 2% inflation. And even that is unnecessary. It's only 2% because that's how much the government spends. Every year... They have to devalue your money by 2%. They take 
two cents out of every dollar you own. And they do it every year. And that's their goal. But right now, they're taking much more. And they're not, you know, they're trying hard to reduce it to 2%. But again, it should be 0%. There should be no inflation. Only the federal government can create inflation. Annual inflation slowed to 6.4%. So that's 4.4% higher than they think is acceptable. It's on top of everything else. I mean, it just, it just keeps getting worse. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, uh, a sign that uh, price pressures that have uh, torn through the economy are easing. The much-anticipated numbers from the Consumer Price Index show that while inflation is much too high, it is cooling in response to the Federal Reserve's aggressive interest rate hikes. Again, this isn't going to mediate until they raise the interest rates above the inflation rate. They're trying to do it gently. They're trying to do it slowly. But eventually, they're going to get there. And Biden will say, look what I've done. I've brought down inflation. I guarantee you they're going to say that even today. Even today, they're going to get out there and suggest that there is something that Biden did that created this minimum drop. Of course, that's not true. Biden has done nothing. In fact, all he's done is literally uh, cause inflation to be worse. Still, the headline number was higher than what most economists expected. And it's going to raise concerns about a recession. Because it means they've still got to go with more inflation, more interest rates uh, and uh, interest rate hikes. Meanwhile, core inflation, writes the Washington Examiner, which strips out volatile food and energy prices, fell by a tenth of a point to 5.6 in the year ending in January. The January CPI was uh, shaped in part by methodological changes, too. (coughs) But I... I don't see anything to get excited about here. But I guarantee you Biden will take credit. I defy anybody within the sound of my voice to tell me what Biden did to contribute to the control of inflation. He'll stand out there and hold a press conference and act like he's done something. But I don't know what he's done. I can't point to anything he's done. Nothing. Coming up in the next segment, uh, teen girls experiencing record levels of sadness and suicide risk, according to the CDC. Kick that around on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. Uh, We're still getting calls on Social Security, Brian. Uh, Les says, uh, talking about minimums of Social Security at six. If the minimum would be 75% of the $841, you would lose $211 a month times 36 months, $7,596, which is the amount that you would leave on the table. You would have received in benefits $22,680. In your hand, divided by 211, you would have to receive 26 more payments. Look, here's this is the gamble that Social Security is offering you. You can take your retirement at retirement age and get 
X dollars. But if you work until, I think right now it's up to 70, you get X dollars plus for every year. So if, if you don't collect it right away and keep paying into the system and finally collect it at 70, we'll give you an extra couple of hundred bucks a year or a month or whatever it is. The problem is how much longer are you going to live? You know, great if you, you know, you've taken real good care of yourself and you've got the, you know, eth the, you're genetically blessed uh, and you make it to 85, terrific. Otherwise, they're just going to take your money. They're just going to take your money. Uh, what do you mean you can think of anything Biden has done to help inflation? He signed Inflation Reduction Act, says Keith. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that made a big difference. That's already kicking in, huh? Uh, Lord. Um, okay. Uh, 874-9390. Toll free 800-529-5572. Let me, uh, let me move on because we've, we've got a lot of ground to cover before Jennifer Bukowski gets on board with us. Teen girls are experiencing record levels of sadness and suicide risk. Teens reported increasing experiences of violence and suicidal thoughts, but girls fared worse than boys. Uh, the story's in the Wall Street Journal. Nearly three out of five high school girls in the United States who were surveyed reported feelings of persistent sadness and hopelessness in 2021, a roughly 60% increase over the past decade. New research from the Centers, uh, uh, from, uh, the Centers for uh, Disease Control uh, and Prevention came up with this. Though both high school girls and boys reported experiencing mental health challenges, girls reported record high levels of sexual violence, sadness, and suicide risk, according to the CDC. In 2021, 57% of high school girls reported experiencing persistent feelings of sadness, hopelessness in the past year compared with 36% in 2011. What changed? What changed? How is it that girls are suddenly so depressed? Have we, have we done something societally that would lead them to such depression? Why would they suddenly feel so depressed? Ladies... I would dearly love to hear from you. You were all a teenager at one time. You all went through, you know, puberty, uh, the dating world. You went through school. Does any of this make sense to you? Can you put it together? Because I can't. Are they conflating being sad with being depressed? The CDC found that 29% of high school boys reported experiences of persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness. Brian, when you were in school, were you ever sad? Um, I had my ups and downs, but nothing uh, that would make me think about taking my own life, no. Yeah, I mean, you know, report card come out, I might be a little sad, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> I mean, today's culture has completely changed from from when you and I went to school. I yeah, see more mental health crises now than I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, but why? Is it? Is it I because don't know. I wish we, I had the answer to that. 
Well, it, it could be that uh, we're telling everybody everything uh, is a problem. You know, these kids go to school, they, they're, they're white, they're oppressors, they're black, they're oppressed. Uh, are they really boys? Are they really girls? Um, are they guilty of cultural appropriation? Is the world coming to a global warming end? Do you think any of that has some, anything to do with it? I don't know. Could it be that girls can be meaner than boys? I think a lot of the uh, pressure that we're seeing nowadays is due to the fact that uh, the social media has exploded with people, you know, posting vile, mean things. And then, of course, you know, there's the return post and they go back and forth. And I don't know. It's just uh, seems to have changed the way that we communicate. So maybe it's social media? I don't know. Well, if any, I'm curious, especially about, about girls. I, I suppose I always have been, now that I think about it, but in a different way. Uh, I'm curious to see, ladies, when you were a teenager, were you depressed? Were you sad? Were you, you know, did you have a feeling of hopelessness? Uh, were you, you know, really genuinely depressed? And what do you think has changed? Literally, when you look out there, um, what do you think has changed? What's making so many women, so, so many young ladies, so sad? Is there some kind of pressure being applied that wasn't years ago? Jane, I'm running up against the clock, but if you could elaborate on what you're thinking, I would love to hear it. Gary, I'd like parents to think back to the black mirror on the wall in Snow White in the, the Wicked Witch. And she looked for that affirmation in the black screen of that mirror. Well, now girls have that and they carry it around all day. The black screen of their phone where they're looking for self-affirmation. And it's all social media pressure. Self-affirmation, social media pressure. So they need to hear people say they're smart and pretty and funny and charismatic? Well, yes. They're, they're looking to other people's opinions of how they should feel about themselves. I'm curious to see what causes that. Jane, thank you. I'm up against the clock. I got to go. You're listening to The Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show.